Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. Some breaking news we start with tonight. Oil was trading at its lowest price ever today, like lower than zero. <laughs> it's for a myriad of reasons. We're going to give you some clarity on that later in the show. But one big factor of today's oil price drop is because really right now, there's just simply no demand. Nobody's flying, nobody's driving. So this is all due to the coronavirus. What's interesting is what this could really ultimately mean for North Dakota's economy and its budget, and it's not good. Also, with all this being said, I think it gives a lot more people reasons to say, hey, we need to open up North Dakota again for business. That's one way to look at this thing, okay? Otherwise, our economy's gonna go in an even worse direction if we don't get things going. But on the other side of the coin, as you can see here in a moment, we are seeing an uptick right now. If we can bring this graphic up, please. We are seeing an uptick right now in coronavirus cases here in North Dakota. So to say this is a double-edged sword for our leadership, I think is putting it mildly. Today at his press conference, Governor Burgum called this a flock, a flock of black swans, meaning very rare occurrences. And Governor Burgum joins us right now live on our 702 communications line. Governor Burgum, thanks so much for joining us, sir. I don't know if anybody's asked you this yet, so I'm gonna start here tonight. You know, when you, when you thought, hey, let's go run for office in 2016, I can't imagine that. This is going to be great. There's going to be a pandemic. Oil's going to be trading at negative rates. Uh, how are you and Catherine holding up, my friend? Well, thank you, Chris, for asking. Appreciate that very much. And we're holding up very well. I mean, it's uh, got a great support network from our kids and family and friends. And, and uh, certainly Catherine's been amazing through this whole thing. And we're honored to have a chance to serve through good times and challenging times. And this is one of those challenging times, but it still uh, makes one grateful because we know in this job, even during the good times, you can make a difference in people's lives every day. And we have an opportunity now to really make a difference in people's lives, not just improving lives, empowering people and inspiring success, but really saving lives is one of the things that everybody that's working for the state of North Dakota can do right now. So it's, uh, it's historic. Uh, and I'm sure when we look back on it, we'll have a different view. But right now it's seven by 24 hour char charging ahead, getting everything we can done for every day for the people in North Dakota. Yeah, no doubt. A lot of challenges. But as you know, I know you see it this way with challenge. There comes opportunity. So we'll see what happens on the other side of this. I want to start here tonight, Governor. We had uh, Representative Rick Becker on the show last week. And one of the things you said last week at a presser is you said, hey, look, there's two goals happening right now in North Dakota. One is to save lives and one is to save livelihood. So I want to share with you a little bit about what Representative Becker said last week and then give you a chance to respond. The process is, well, if the curve goes up, more people are going to die. But the problem is the same number of people are going to die with a flat curve or with more of an arched curve same number of people it's just that it will happen in a shorter span of time so, so when we if we do something that allows the curve to go up somewhat more people are not dying and, so, and that's what people have to start thinking about and so then we have to ask ourselves if we're doing these these government mandates that is going to flatten the curve far far below what's necessary and extend it far far longer then we're affecting people's lives because of an increase in domestic violence an increase in suicide an increase in depression increase in unemployment increase in home foreclosures increase in business closures there is there is a real impact to people's lives so governor he's a doctor so he's speaking from a place obviously of uh, some certainty and clarity there he's saying look no matter what we do we're basically going to lose the same number of lives but now what's happening with your executive orders is that we're losing livelihoods he had to close down his restaurant chicago pizza closed down there's other places across the state that are having challenges what's your response to that sir well i have to dismiss the premise 
because certainly as we build out testing capability, uh, we work to protect our vulnerable in the nursing homes, uh, making sure that we can, the people that are going into those homes, uh, the staff that they can be tested, uh, that we can do isolation and contact tracing, all the skills that we've built rapidly over the last month actually are gonna save lives. And well, mathematically, what Rick describes is the area underneath the curve is in a theoretical sense, uh, true, but that's assuming that you don't have any, any advancements in therapeutics, in care, uh, in contact tracing, in testing. Uh, you know, if we, if we did nothing but social distance, then his statement would be right. But we're doing much more than just social distancing. We're also doing all the things we are to try to protect people in our in our in our state and around the state. And certainly, but, uh, many more people would have died, and they would have died sooner. And I guess if if, if I, I don't think I would go to somebody in a nursing home and say, "Look, you can die today, or you can die two years from now, but it's the same." I mean, who's going to make that argument? Particularly even if you're a doctor. So I, I think that people generally would want to live longer if they can, and that's what we're doing to do that. And we are trying to get our economy going. And thankfully, North Dakota closed a lower percentage of our economy than almost any other state in the country. So opening up for us is an easier thing because we've kept energy, agriculture, healthcare, and education all have kept on rolling, and even major swaths of retail have remained open. We were very targeted and only closed those where we had high transmissions, like bars restaurants and personal care contacts everything else is open and if they're closed uh, they have every opportunity to be open today including elective surgery uh, is available if anybody wants to do that today they can because now we've got enough ppe gear to do that so i think that's the thing though so how did you determine what's essential and what's non-essential and i want to bring up some graphics for you governor there was a rally today at the state capitol so zach if you can bring these up please we did a Facebook post or a poll last week, Governor. We had over 3,000 responses. Uh, this, this woman here was at Bismarck today. She says, my job is essential to my family. So how did you determine what's essential and what's non-essential? Well, we never made that determination because, uh, you know, other states uh, came up with essential business lists. Uh, we didn't. You know, we followed the, the guidelines uh, from the Homeland Security related to uh, essential infrastructure is one of the tools, but we were very targeted. Basically, every business could be open except a few. And so there was no determination because we know that every job and every family and every person is essential. We were just trying to target those where there was a high degree of potential transmission, like crowded bars or where people are in close contact with each other for more than less than six feet for more than 15 minutes, which is you know, hair salons, massage therapists, nail salons, those are places where we knew the transmission could occur. So by closing the least amount of the economy, we've ended up with some of the best numbers in the nation in terms of we're among the top 10 in number of tests per capita, and we've been in the bottom two, three, four, or five of people with a percentage positive. So it's working here, a light touch with government and a strong dose of what North Dakotans are great at, which is individual responsibility. Uh, everybody in North Dakota, we love our freedom, we love our liberty, and we're willing to do what it takes to maintain that. And right now, that was practicing the North Dakota SMART guidelines that helped us build up the capability so, so we can save lives. Governor, I think you'd have a lot of people right now who disagree with what you're saying, considering Rick Becker had to close down his restaurant, Chicago Pizza, to close down here in Fargo. And I want to play a clip for you right now, again, from Representative Becker from last week. And again, I'm only asking this because I'm getting these questions from a lot of people, and we're trying to understand what's essential versus non-essential. And here, I think, is a prime example in my conversation with uh, Representative Becker last week. I'll play this for him. and we'll talk about it. Based on the governor's executive orders, if someone wants to come in and get plastic surgery done, 
they can come to your clinic and do that. But if they want to get a haircut, they can't go get a haircut. Is that accurate? Sure, that's accurate. You can have your hands laid on uh, by a chiropractor, but not a massage therapist. You can take your child to a uh, uh, full capacity child care center, but not to the playground. School, uh, uh, school children can't go to school for education, but if they're in grades kindergarten through five, they can go to a school that has been revamped to become a daycare center.